Hey listeners, my name is Elisha, the founder of the Witnesses Podcast. It's so beautiful to have you listening to our podcast. And I want you to know something that that means a whole lot to me. Thank you for tuning in. And one thing I love to tell all of our listeners is, it's not just about you listening, but listening to understand. Understanding is the most important thing. So important. So, you have to listen, learn, and practice. Thank you so very much and happy listening. That's a big open-ended question. I'm Elle Edwards. I'm from um, a town with too many consonants called Llanetli in South Wales in the UK. Uh, I'm um, a podcaster, an author, the host of an online community, um, and I'm not very good at describing myself, so I'm going to leave it there. Um, okay. Wife, wife, mum to three kids. Um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. All right, let's 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 get to it. Let's get to it. Okay, do you believe in when they say you are what you think? What's your what's your understanding of that? When someone says you are what you think, is that true? I believe so. Yeah, our minds are incredibly powerful. Mm. Uh, God, God created us with amazing minds. Mm. Philippians four eight is the one that I often reminded of. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but it talks about what Paul talks about: whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is praiseworthy. Uh, Think yeah. about such things. Mm. And the reason why that's important is actually your mind. There's a, a group of neurons at the back of your mind called the reticular activating system, and it mm. acts like a filter. And so the things that you know notice and pay attention to your brain goes oh those things are important let me filter in more and so god god created you so he knew what he was doing so when paul gave us those instructions it was actually for our mental health and to help day-to-day life be more lovely the example of this i until a week ago um, i had a yellow car that matched my lovely yellow walls i had an accident and i wrote my car off so now my car is red but until then um I used to see yellow cars all the time because your mind filters them in. I'm anticipating that I'm going to start seeing red cars all of a sudden because now I have a red car. Or say like you find out that someone you care about is pregnant, you suddenly start seeing babies everywhere. So the power of your mind, you can't necessarily change the circumstances and the things that happen in a day, but you have the power to change the stories that you tell yourselves about those things and the and the way that you think about them. And you can flip the flip the script on those things. Uh, I'm not saying that you can not make everything magically better, but how you think about something and describe something will change how you feel about it and actually your mind will filter in more examples to help make things better yeah oh that was so so good thank you for answering that question we start to deep inside thank you (laughs) okay okay so let's get to the next one all right um normal is just a setting on the washing machine what does that mean well i don't know about you but like i grew up with this idea that you know there's a certain way that you should behave and that this what is normal and when i was when i was a probably a teenager all i ever really wanted to do was fall in love and get married and have children and i did fall in love and get married and have children and i was trying to pretend trying to be this very correct normal like what what this wife and mum should look like and quite honestly i if i'd gone to the family doctor at the time he or she would probably have put me on medication for depression or anxiety because i was 
I was not being me. I was, I'm, I'm a little bit sort of ADHD inclined. My mind is not normal. Uh, and there are normal is just, I say normal is just a setting on the washing machine because none of us are normal normal even if you speak to somebody who like oh they seem like you know quite normal or whatever ask them a question get them to tell you about their life people are fascinating and so really the only normal thing is the second washing machine (laughs) (laughs) okay i got that i got that all right so um stepping into the story god's reading for your life okay so the question is how do you step into the story god's reading for your life you get that one one foot at a time one okay. step at a time like it's not i don't believe it's something we suddenly wake up and go aha i know what this adventure is i mean yeah, some yeah. people do have these downloads from god and they're like yeah i know what i'm here to do mm. but for most of us it's yeah. a lot of trial and error figuring out because those things that you're excited about or passionate about or geeky yeah. about yeah. that's not by accident like god yeah. God made me the way I am. Like for for a long time, I used to think that God was making up the difference for my slightly strangely wired brain. And then one day last year, he said, no, 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 Elle, I made you that way on purpose. It's not an accident. So that as a good starting place, what are those things that you get excited about? What are those things that you could talk forever about? I mean, you asked me about brain science. I am so geeky about brain science. If I had my, if I could have like a clone, I would have a, a second life where I'd be like a neuroscientist or whatever. Those things are really good clue. But the biggest the biggest tip or the biggest the best way you can step yeah. into it yeah. is through relationship with God talking to God asking him okay what is what is life yeah. what are we doing today what does life look like yeah. uh, and, the, and so for anybody I would say actually the best way that you can walk out the adventure that God has for you yeah. is by being in relationship with God because he wrote the book mm-hmm. that relationship piece is vital Oh, right down, so right down. I've got a clap for you. <laughs> it's not okay. me, it's God, but thank you. I'll receive on his behalf. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there is this one I'm so eager to get answers from you. What does um should I pronounce it? You hire, uh you hire, yeah. What does it mean and why is it so important? Uh, I love the way you said it. The way that I pronounce it is Yuya. Okay. Um, but Yuya, yeah. However, um, so about oh, it was about three years ago now. God had me trademark the word Yuya. I was like, oh, but God, half the people in the world can't say it. You should try and hear our, our friends in America and Canada. They yeah. say like Yuya. There's something about their accent. They really accent, struggle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's not easy. But anyway, it was in. I'm trying to think of the time frames. For the longest time, so the word Yuya. I came across yeah. the word Yuya in a John Ortberg book in about 2009. Yeah. And if you then I just said, right, Yuya is you being the person God created you to be. And it is, but it's not just that. Because about time frames, April 2021, I think it was, so nearly two years ago, mm-hmm. um, I was journaling with Holy Spirit and he said, mm-hmm. ask me for an acronym. And I said, okay, could I have an acronym, please? Like, he knows I love language. Mm-hmm. And he said, Yuya is you plus I-E-R. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, what's I-E-R? He said, I-E-R is intentional, mm-hmm. expectant relationship and so 
intentional means you know actually having conversations with god yeah, asking yeah. questions yeah. expectant means expecting to hear him back and then relationship is relationship because yeah. i don't know about you but for the longest time like i grew up in the church i prayed the prayer when i was 12 was loved into relationship more in my 20s but i thought that it was like super holy people or prophets or maybe hopefully your local pastor okay. these were the people that heard from god oh, um, and i had experiences of maybe reading my bible and something leaping off the page but I never really expected to have consistent daily relationships and daily conversations with God until everything changed in 2019 and and it's been like naught to 60 since then so I maintain if you love Jesus you've got Holy Spirit living inside of you you can hear from God you know so that's what UE is about it's about helping people be who they were created to be in that intentional expectant relationship with him Oh, and why it's important is because it's what you were created for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, so what if what if someone does not know what they have? I don't know who I have. What if someone does not know who they have? You get that? If they don't know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that. Again, I would, yeah, no, there's two ways to this. So again, my default answer to this is, okay, go back to God, which I recognize is like, yeah, okay, I can do that. But actually, in terms of practical tips, I would say it's about noticing. And it ties in with our, our conversation about those God adventures. Start noticing those things that light you up and also the opposite. What are those things that leave you feeling, um, oh, de-energized that's not even a word I don't know but they leave you feeling exhausted or like I know I'm hiding it really well but I love talking I know this is a shock to you I know I I love conversations with people it lights me up yeah I could do this all day I'm really quite extroverted not excessively so I do like peace and quiet too but I get energized by being around people if you were to talk to like one of one of of the our our spiritual director inside my community she's an introvert and actually too much peopling exhausts her it drains her i have friends who they'll do a lot of peopling and they need to go and have a nap i'm the exact opposite but you start noticing okay these interactions i'm having how do they make me feel excuse me I talk lots and then I get all excited and my voice goes. Um, Start noticing how those interactions make you feel because then that's a good way to notice actually who am I. So like one of the things... like I, I love, I love this. There's lots of things I love doing. If I have to do too much sort of like, I don't know, details and like focus, like I can be detailed orientated, like obviously it's needed, but if I have to do data entry or I don't know, I can't think of another example, editing, oh my goodness. Like I can edit, but it tires me. That's not me in my sweet spot. Okay. So you notice those things that, that light you up. Now I recognize that we have to do as as adults, as grown-ups, yeah. there are things in life that we have to do that might not always light me up. Right now I'm very mindful there are three loads of washing on the sofa in my in the other room. Um I'm not a natural housekeeper or cleaner, but I like living in clean house Uh, and so when there are occasions where you either can obviously you can outsource it you can get somebody else to do it for you but you can't do that for all of life so what I tend to do then is if there's something that I I want to do because I like to live in a clean house I like to wear clean clothes but it doesn't excite me very much then it's about finding the fun 
Um, and so I'll quite a lot of the time, you know, I might put some music on when I'm folding the laundry. I quite often will have a chat with God while I'm doing it. There's all sorts of things that you can do to make it more fun. I'm reminded of Mary Poppins. You know, Mary Poppins with a, with a spoonful of sugar making the medicine go down. But really, you want to fill your life with as many of the things that leave you feeling enriched and encouraged. That's a really good starting point for like getting to know yourself. So cool. That's so true. That's so true. So what have you got against normal? <laughs> I, we sort of touched on this a little bit earlier on, but normal, normal. I, I maintain there are a lot of people walking around with diagnoses, either ones that they've given themselves thanks to Google or ones that they've had because they've been to their local doctor. Labels like anxiety, labels like um, depression, uh, that actually if they instead were able to embrace who they are their quirks their foibles their eccentricities and stop trying to fit into this straight jacket box of normal then we would be alleviate an awful lot of our mental health issues now hear what i'm saying don't hear what i'm not saying i'm not suggesting for one minute that if there's somebody like there are people who i love who are on medication i'm not against medication what i I can only speak for the system that I live in here in the UK. What I do know is because of the constraints of the health system, they have a 10 minute slot. The default answer is give somebody a, you know, a prescription for some tablets when actually we need to talk to people, figure out what's really going on. And so the reason normal does my head in is because it leads people to trying to fit into this path. I mean, I used to be a teacher in the in the mainstream education system. Oh. And one of my frustrations is that uh, it's not the reason I left, but but one of my frustrations is that again, because of the constraints of the system, it can only deal with you if you fit in one particular path. So yeah. if you have somebody who's a little bit neurodiverse, they you know, they, their mind works differently, the system can't cope with that. Uh, and so like I mentioned ADHD earlier on, but like you've got children who are on medication for ADHD to try and sort of help them behave themselves, where actually if we had better resources and better space, I guarantee you, children and adults, people who have, who have, whose minds are you know, ADHD inclined, it's not that they can't concentrate, it's just you need to find a better way to teach them, find out those things that light them up and help them apply themselves. So normal does my head in because it, it leads us to feeling stuck and frustrated and less than. And everybody is wonderful. People are delightful, making this image. Why do we have to try and put them in a straitjacket? There's no need for it. Ooh, that's true. Now I understand. I get it now. <laughs> so, okay. So, what about your um, story? Would you like to share with us? Yeah, anything about your story? Ooh, you like that's a big open-ended question. Oh my goodness, <laughs> where would the story? Do you want to start with? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess my heart really is okay. the relationship with God peace because I sort of alluded to it earlier on like so I was born into a Christian family my mum and dad are both born again Christians uh, so I grew up in church um, and, and religion and so I remember when I was 12 or 13 uh, I was sat in a youth meeting um, one Friday night and there was a staunch Welsh preacher he was either Morgan Morgans or William Williams he had a good Welsh name um, and he basically scared me out of hell that night it was full-on hellfire and brimstones do you know where you're going if you die and I was like oh! um, and so I, I often 
that as my scared out of hell moment because uh, I, I I prayed the prayer I was scared out of hell I you know I remember I was baptized um, and it's part of my journey so I'm not sorry for that piece yeah, however yeah. it wasn't really until my mid-20s where I was actually loved into relationship with God through quite ironically a bible weight loss course i say ironically you probably can't tell on the screen but i'm a little bit curvy i've always been quite curvy um, but the premise behind this bible weight loss course is that god loves you just the way you are he's interested yeah. in everything um including what you put in your mouth so for the purposes of weight loss if you're not hungry and you want to eat a chocolate bar talk to god about it this was a revelation to me i was like what i had no idea like what is going on uh, and so so for me it was like okay well if if god loves me just the way i am keep in mind what i shared with you earlier on this time in my life i had three young children so my my i'm 44 now my eldest daughter is 20. Uh, so at the time we're talking about 15 years ago well maybe 20 years ago about 20 years ago um so the kids the kids were little um and I was in a place where I, I remember feeling quite frustrated a lot of the time, quite angry. Um, thankfully, I mean, bear in mind I was a Christian at this point, but I remember like, you know, just feeling so, oh, this pent up frustration because yeah. I was trying to fit into this perfect wife and mum picture. But then suddenly, little by little, God gave me this revelation. Well, actually, I love you just the way you are. And I thought, well, if the creator of heaven and earth loves me just the way I am, maybe it's okay for me to love me. Maybe it's okay for me not to try and be normal and fit into this sort of perfect and so for me it was this unpacking uh, and uh, little by little recognizing I mean <laughs> you can't see my desk right now but if you could you'd see in front of you there's a calendar a paper calendar with all of the things written on it but I also have a calendar on my phone which has all of the things ping pinging at me so I don't forget stuff I also then have Asana which is a project management system that's backed up like I have these systems in place to make yeah. sure I get where I'm meant to be at the time I'm meant to be at them with the right things and yeah, so thankfully yeah. my kids never ne my ne kids always got to school on time with clean clothes and all the right things they need because of those systems sure. what i didn't know then was that god was sort of like saving me from myself almost uh, and and stepping me into this journey of being yuya uh, and and so i guess my the bit i want the reason i share all of this is in case there are people who are following along who are like you know maybe maybe they they maybe they grew up in the church or they've been christians a long time yeah. but they and yeah. they you know because i remember week after week i'd sit and I, okay sorry backstory slightly back up i stopped going to church probably in my late teens early mm -hmm. 20s um i fell in love got married to my husband who would have described himself as an atheist at the time he's probably agnostic now he's on his own journey i call him a pre-believer he's on his own journey um mm -hmm. But I didn't, I started going back to church again because we had a young, my husband's a policeman, he worked shifts. I had a young baby at the time. My mum and dad were going to church. So I only really went back to church for a bit of company. Then I happened upon this Bible weight loss course. But prior to that, I remember sitting there week after week, you know, there'd be a, the person at the front would give a really good preach. I go, yeah. okay, God, this will be the week where I pray more. This will be the week where I read my Bible more. Like really sort of like, okay. And the same pattern week after week after week until all of a sudden it it shifted and i and, and it became this relationship about love yeah. and and so now you know and even then i i didn't have my first sort of didn't ask god my first direct question really until the end of 2019 yeah. um which is another part of, of the journey but in case there are people who are following along who are like you know they're christians they they're doing their best um you know me trying to read your bible more and all of that good stuff 
but it maybe feels a bit dry. That's not what God ever intended for you. Mm. Religion was our invention. Relationship is God's invitation. Mm. And he reminded me of that yesterday. And I was like, yeah, I know. I, I, I did that to him yesterday. I'm like, oh my goodness, that's such a good soundbite. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. I know. That was me. Your face right now was me yesterday. I was like, oh, that's so good. So I know. So because, but it genuinely, he never, God never wanted religion. If you go all the way back to the um, the Israelites, God's first invitation to them was, prepare yourselves. I want to talk to you. Yes, I'm yeah. paraphrasing. Prepare yourselves. Come and meet with me. I want to talk to you. Because we assume, I guess, because the journey that they'd been on, they, you know, they were still had that sort of slave mentality. They're like, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. we're scared. Yeah. Who is this? You tell us what to do. And yeah. in that moment, religion was born. And that, yeah. But that was never God's first choice. And religion is not God's first choice for you. Religion is this way that we have to try and control God. We try and put this box around him. And actually, he simply wants to do life with you. He loves yeah. you so, so much. Yeah. He's closer than the air that you breathe. And yeah. so for anybody listening, and he's like, oh, I don't have that relationship with God yet. Well, he is, yeah. this is a sign. He is wooing you into relationship. Uh, and so like my relationship with God now yeah. is so different to what it was to the religion that I grew up with as a kid. And that's no criticism yeah. of my parents or that's no criticism of the church we went to. Yeah. It's just simply the, the way things are. Yeah. But that's not the way God wants it to be. Yeah. He wants to do daily life with you. What are we doing today, God? What does this look like? Like I journal with him every day and and I mean my whole business is is yeah. Holy Spirit led, you know. Yeah. Um and that but that but I'm not the exception. Like he wants that for everybody. Everyone, and whether yeah. you yeah. yeah, and whether you get to that point now or in the age to come. At some point, you will have that relationship with God. But I'm like, well, why Why would you wait until you're face-to-face in the age to come? Why don't we have this relationship now? Yeah. And that's what the invitation is. And so that's the piece when you ask, like, what do I want to share? I'm like, okay, let's go there. So, um, yeah, well, I did say to you before we started speaking, when we were exchanging messages, I said, yeah, well, yeah. let's see where Holy Spirit wants to go. And I think that's where he wants to go. That's so beautiful. Okay, so another question. Why are you so passionate about what you describe as radical encounters with God's love? You get that? Yes, for all of the reasons I've just described, because there are, I maintain that if everybody on this planet knew just how loved by God they are, we would not need to be scaring them out of hell. They would come running to him with open arms going, yeah, me too, me too. It, it, that's why it's so important. And yes, I'm extra passionate about it, I guess, because of my own journey. Um, yeah. Because I know how different I am as a person because of God's love. You know, God is love. Every example you ever see of somebody being loving is that piece of made in the image of God piece inside of them. So yeah. we, without the love piece, it yeah. just becomes stale. It becomes a do list. It becomes a thing to check off. Oh, I need my quiet time because then I've done it for the day. No, no, no. You know, imagine the 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 illustration that's come into mind is water. Yeah. You know. We're told, oh, you should drink two liters of water every day. Yeah. I don't like 
should incidentally but that's just an aside but we're told that we should drink two liters of water a day let's assume that's correct premise for a moment my dad would tell you that actually that's an old outdated figure it's meant to include fruit and vegetables too but that's an aside it's not related to this point so let's assume that you need two liters of water every day and you go right i'm going to drink my two liters of water if you chug your two liters of water with your breakfast at eight o'clock in the morning are you going to be hydrated for the whole day absolutely not you're going to be running back and forth to the bathroom and you're going to be severely dehydrated by about lunchtime the best way to have your water is to sip it throughout the day you know continue and the same is true with god and relationship and love it's not about a quiet time i mean yes don't get me wrong do i enjoy first thing in the morning sitting and we'll have a chat and i'll journal absolutely because life can get busy so it's nice i'm not against people having um, routines in place and practices in place that's great because we are busy people and and sometimes we might get forgetful but it's about your heart posture we don't want it to be this thing oh we're just going to check it off to get it over and done with god's never over and done with you like he wants to do all of life with you and so you know so that that's the picture that comes to mind but but without that love piece it's impossible it just simply becomes oh you know a duty or something you're doing you're not god's employee you are a son of of the speaking to you directly you are a son of the king but speaking to your audience you are sons and daughters of the king here in the uk our our queen elizabeth died last september but um, obviously we've got a new king now he's got granddaughters sons and granddaughters and children um do you imagine that king charles his his children or his grandchildren do they come to him going oh oh charles oh no 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 they'll come running up to him and jumping onto his lap what are we oh grandpa i don't know what words they use to describe him there are quite a lot of after queen elizabeth died they showed lots of footage you know never never seen before footage of the relationship that she had with with her grandchildren in particular and some of her great-grandchildren that's just a small picture of the relationship that god wants you because yes he did speak the stars into existence but he's also closer than the air that you breathe and this this i think this the lie that we've grown up believing is the importance of the fear of god we've taken that english word fear and and put things into it that were actually never you know never in the original language they were not god's intent am i saying you should be flippant no absolutely not you're not going to go around like swearing at god and whatever i'm not saying that but you you can approach him with confidence we're told that in the bible you can approach him with confidence he he loves you so so much yeah thank you so very much yeah right that would help you yes (laughs) okay thank you so very much so let us round up with one more question all right Okay, so tell us about your free work act for turning any day around. I love this one. It's one of my favorites. Uh, so this is another bit of this is another bit of brain science. It's a geeky geeky thing. Okay. So we already I already told you about the particular activating system. So I'm going to give you an example. I had two dogs. My my second dog passed away in November very sadly, but my first dog, well she was my first dog. Her name was Molly. We had another dog called Charlie who joined us a year after Molly. Uh, Charlie will forever be remembered because of this question because I was asked this question and he and we're going to get to the story in a minute. So, but you need to so this three word hack, I need to add a caveat very quickly. The caveat is this is for those day-to-day irritations 
well, I'm going to give you an example of one in a moment. But like what things that happen in the day, you spill your coffee or you, I don't know, you your socks are wet or you, you know, just day to day things that are annoying that yeah. could like oh, de- derail your day. I'm not suggesting that you can use this three word hack for the tragedies of life. Like I do believe that the really big things in life, absolutely, you can move through that stuff, but there's no shortcut for that. So it's really important, like, you know, grief has to be dealt with appropriately. So with that caveat in place, uh, because it's important so imagine for example um that you're you're in the middle of recording a podcast episode this actually happened to me you're in the middle of a recording podcast episode and then your little dog walks into your office and is sick all over the carpet and you're like oh no and this actually happened when i was recording it the three word hack so you first of all you acknowledge the problem oh no the dog's been sick on the carpet the three word hack but at least your mind loves to fill in the blanks. So, oh no, the dog's been sick on the carpet, but at least at this point we pause. If anybody's eating, you might want to just pause the episode for a moment. Mm. But at least it was only foamy sick, it wasn't chunky. Mm. <laughs> that actually genuinely happened when I was recording a podcast episode. He wandered into my office, was sick on my carpet. I don't even have carpet now, I've got wooden floorboards, but I had carpet then. He wandered in, was sick on the carpet, but at least it's only foamy it's not chunky and then he wandered off again bless him he had a little bit of a digestive funny tummy but you can use this for anything say for example you make yourself a cup of coffee and you spill your coffee oh no i've spilled my coffee but at least pause let your mind fill in the blanks it might come up with a really stupid answer like well but at least i'm not running late so i can make another one or but at least i mean (laughs) i crashed my car last week i must confess i did not use this three word hack immediately but you can also use it in retrospect so i I bumped my car last week oh no this is really annoying but at least nobody's hurt but at least i got a good price from the insurance company but at least it's all solved now like there are you you can even do it i mean crashing your car is quite a big thing it wasn't i I say crash it was a little bump it wasn't really dramatic but you know it has the potential to be quite a major thing that can wreck your day but even something like that with a bit of time you can find the silver lining and the lovely thing is the more that you do this the more that you practice it because of the reticular activating system your mind will help you out like i am I am quite, it happens to me without even thinking now, to the point where I have to be careful. Because if somebody comes to me and they've got a problem, my default is to want to find the silver lining. And sometimes they're not quite there yet. <laughs> but the more that you do it, the more that you practice it, your mind will help filter in examples and the easier it becomes. You simply just need to give it a go. So, but at least. But at least. Uh, <laughs> you see, to be sincere, actually, I'm actually picking a little from home that would be saved. And I'm so sure that the audience to learn from everything because you're explaining with such deep insight that now becoming so easy to understand. Oh. Thank you so much. Thank you so it's very much. It's my absolute pleasure. I like I say, this is all stuff that I love exploring and sharing with people. Yeah, so seriously, that was so, that was a beautiful one. So to round up, is there any other thing you would like to say to the audience? Anyone who's going to be listening to this? Is there anything at all you would like to say? Um, anything I'd like okay so if somebody is we talked about relationship if anybody's struggling with that relationship piece I have a little book um, called Yuya Um, it's about five pounds on Amazon or you can get a copy for free um, via my website Uh, if you go to yuya.com forward slash love notes 
Um, I, I mentioned earlier on that I love to journal with Holy Spirit. About two weeks, that started in April 2020. About two weeks into the process, Holy Spirit said, start sharing these with the folks in your playground. I was like, oh no, but God, they're ours. He's like, no, no, but other people need them too. And yeah. so it's been like nearly three years now of sharing these love notes. And so if you go to uia.com forward slash love notes, you'll be able to sign up for the love notes and I, you'll also get a copy of the UIA book. I mention that because the first half of that book unpacks the IER, that relationship piece. Um, and and will it help people actually, you know, if they want to have a relationship with God, get started in that. And then the second half of the book um, yeah. explores like who are you, how who did God create you to be, and all of that good stuff. Yeah. So it's a really good starting point. Quite transparently, when I wrote this book with God about 18 months ago, I thought I was done. And he said, no, no, this is the entry level piece. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but um, so but if you don't want if you don't want to sign up for email, you can get that book on Amazon. Just search for Yuya um, and you'll find it. But I would I'd encourage you to get it for free because then you get the love notes too. And they're rather lovely, if I do say so myself, because God wrote them. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you so very much. Uh, thank you so very much. I really appreciate all that you can say. It's thank my absolute so pleasure. Thank you so much. I would really like to have you back again. Maybe we will share this some other time. Is that fine? Fabulous. Yeah, I would love uh, to do that. Uh, thank you. So that would be the hand. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Wow. My pleasure. You take care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode. Your support means the world to us, and we truly value you. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.